0: you're listening to the Martin Houston show on Tide 129 in Tuscaloosa. We're broadcasting the 265 nine. CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Let me at beat you can through Calebody touchdown Alabama Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Alabama first and ten on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. Uh, I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the way. I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room. And watch you watch the work out in the weight room. At you to pick up, you was enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run it back because things like test.
2: Good morning, welcome to the Martin Houston Show on Tide. You can also be viewed on the Martin Houston Radio Network. We're live, local, and ready to get things rolling. want to invite you in to the conversation, 205-342-9904. That's the Alabama One Hotline, 205-342-9904. 9904 and uh, you can also uh, chat us up on chat. So make sure you tune in to Martin Houston uh, fan page uh, on Facebook. Also Martin Houston live on YouTube and at Martin Houston 35 on Twitter. So Wednesday morning. So we got a hump day edition of the Martin Houston show inviting you to join us. We're talking Alabama football key matchups for this week. Uh, We're also looking at uh, the Texas Longhorns uh, key matchups against Alabama. We can also take a jump around the SEC. Uh, Also, we can look at what's happening with the college football playoffs. We hadn't talked about that yet. Uh, And last but definitely not least, we have not even got to our good, bad, and ugly, but that's because, hey, listen, we invite the uh, callers in on the show, and we kind of go where the, the show goes, but uh, today we're going to talk a little good, bad, and ugly, so uh, we'll start off with that conversation, but before we do that, reminding you that this is a day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad, and it takes some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. Good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. Doing well. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Let's talk a little good, bad, and ugly. Uh, we'll start off with the ugly. I don't know if there was a lot of ugly from uh, this past week, but uh, we'll 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 talk. We'll start the conversation there. What did you have from the ugly?
3: Man, it's kind of hard against a team like that when you dominate the way you did to have an ugly. Uh, Can can my ugly be away
2: from Alabama? I'm sorry. I I, I, I think I got uh, dropped out a little bit. What were you saying?
3: No, it's just kind of hard to have an ugly from the Alabama game. So can I step away from Alabama for the ugly? Yeah, you can. Uh, Well, I guess the ugly would be (laughs) LSU's performance and keeping the SEC from having a perfect record over week one.
4: Okay.
2: What was ugly about it?
3: Just uh, that their offensive line was terrible play, Uh, two muff punts, two block kicks, a game that they should have won that just they didn't seem prepared for. The targeting yeah. call, it was just ugly. Mason Smith tearing his ACL, Martin Grammatica style,
2: just bad. Yeah. Uh, it, it was uh, definitely one of those that you kind of scratch your head for. And you have to throw, if, you, if you're talking to LSU, you have to throw Booty uh, in butte into that that conversation. Uh you know, uh, I don't know if you saw this or not, but one play, he was upset because he didn't get the ball. The quarterback came back to him the next and threw the ball to him, and he literally was not looking. If he had been looking, he would have caught it on a like a. It was a kind of a slant, skinny post, probably would be a better description of it. And he would have caught it and probably walked into the end zone, uh, but he was yeah. Uh And then, then, of course, I think he what did the next day he took all of his stuff off. Uh, uh, oh, the, immediately uh, after game. Yeah, uh, uh, took all of his stuff off. I don't know what that means uh, at all. <laughs> I don't know what that means at all. Of course, somebody uh, I cannot. Uh, I think his wild thing is the movie. Uh, where, Tweeted out uh, a a picture of Wesley Snipes when they're like he shows up in his uh, in his pajamas and he runs down the track. Uh, There's two guys racing in baseball and Wesley Snipes comes up between the middle of them and beats them. And they said that's him transferring to Alabama next year. So (laughs) I don't know if that's the case or not, but he definitely has the wrong attitude to be thinking about coming to. Alabama, he kind of had some of that die Hall in him, uh, from what I saw in the game. That was just it, it was, and, and you hate it for, uh, you know, the, the young tight end that made a great play to get the ball down to the two yard line, uh, and then you always block down on the kickoff. I mean, on extra point, you always block to the inside. You never go to the outside a guy comes from the outside, that's a problem with the way, way your alignment is or your kicker's slow. Uh, it, one of those two. Uh, you just put that left leg and make them have to jump over it, and by the time they do that, they're going to miss it uh, w- without a doubt. Uh, but if you're talking about ugly once again, it worked out for Florida State, but it was ugly. He, he literally – Gave them a chance by uh, calling timeout, uh, uh, but it ended up working out for
5: him anyway.
2: Joe, did you have anything from the ugly standpoint from uh, from the Bama game?
5: Uh, we'll see. I, I guess the ugliest thing w- would probably be the ugliest thing would probably be the, uh, the block punt. Uh, having a block punt is ne- is never fun. Uh, so I guess that, that I'd have to land right there. Uh, yeah, I think I'd have to land right there.
2: Yeah and and that was you know when you look back on the, the punt and it was almost like you know I was I was at home watching the game and like it happens and I almost missed it like like it was so it's like oh So it, it was a very interesting uh interesting situation there. Uh, I, I'll come back with my ugly, but let, let me bring in Curtis Lewis. Curtis Lewis, you're in with the Martin Houston show. But Martin and Xavier, what's on your mind, sir? Hey, hey there, Martin and Xavier, how y'all doing this morning? Doing good, Yeah, uh, yeah I, I have to give a lot of my bad ugly
1: to, to that LSU game. Well, the LSU, actually, um, that special team today was really bad. And that mm-hmm. was just that body language by the coach and the team all over that field. It just that looked like they didn't want to have anything to do with that game. So, uh, that, uh, that just didn't go well.
2: Curtis, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. Supposedly, he's somewhat of a disciplinarian. Um, you know, I think probably some of that stuff coming from the way he did things up in um, – in, 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 at Notre Dame, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. It doesn't always translate to the 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 new program that first year or first couple of years. And as you said, it, he his reaction was was priceless. Their reaction throughout the game, and I didn't watch all of it. Um, but I, I did watch all of it down the stretch, and it was like, wow. Even when they were coming back, you still could see that it's like they don't seem to be extremely excited about a team that that, that that's, has the potential to come back. So uh, you got anything else uh, for us?
6: Yeah, so, um, so I was going to give you my score for the Texas game. Go ahead. Um, I think it's gonna be right about
1: forty-one to ten on um, Bama. Forty-one
2: ten, Bama. Okay. Yeah. And Bryce yards passing yards for
4: top. Um, I'm, I'm gonna put I'm to put Bryce at about
6: three ten. All right. All right, but first,
2: y'all have a good morning now. All right, appreciate you, Curtis. All right, let's go I to Pat. Pat, you in with the Martin Houston show. Martin and Xavier, what's on your mind, sir? Good morning, fellas. Hey,
1: do y'all feel like that Coach Saban has an extremely coachable moment from the LSU football game? And uh, let me tell you what I think it would be. Uh, at Mason kid playing Ric Flair and pumping his chest and jumping in the air or whatever he was doing. As being he, a very touchable
2: moment, what do y'all think? He, he wasn't doing anything, Pat. The guy, you want know, the kid towards his ACL? Yeah, he jumping up in the air. He, he 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 was running toward his teammate to congratulate him. He didn't he didn't do anything. Oh, and, okay, okay, my bad, my bad. Go ahead, Morris. uh Swinging, no. uh, he literally was running toward his teammate and just jumped in excitement. It wasn't an ex-Joe. Y'all can come in if y'all saw something different. This was literally a freak, uh, one of those freak injuries. He was running. He came down, you know, running straight toward the guy. To me, he didn't do anything different than, you know, what most guys do when they're excited about a play. Uh, he did He wasn't taunting or anything, in my opinion. But maybe y'all saw something. Okay, different. I, I thought he. I thought he had jumped up or something other guy uh, when he shouldn't have been.
3: No, nah, he was just celebrating, and that's why I compared it. Yeah, when you to, say
2: celebrating, now make sure because when you say celebrating, that sounds bad. He was literally running toward his teammate.
3: Yeah, t- he was going like, to celebrate. Right he got
2: to his teammate. He like he didn't even jump high. It wasn't like a. High jump, he didn't he didn't go all out. It's literally just the way he landed, Pat. It's one of those step-off-the-curve moments, in my opinion, with Brad X. I, I don't want I don't want people to hear he was celebrating and think what you think when you see guys, you know, going through all these gyrations and celebrations, no. I think.
3: No, I, the reason, that's why I compared it to Martin Gramatica, you know, who's who celebrating making a kick and tours ACL. I mean, that's what it was. He was celebrating with a teammate, jumps, lands on the inside of his foot, knees yep. on. Yeah,
2: It wasn't bad. Right, though, well, I, that's, what, that's what I
1: thought it was, the jump part that uh, was, I mean, yeah. like you said, I, I'm, I'm glad, Morton, that you set me straight on that because yeah. I just felt that Coach could make a very teachable moment about this. Act like we well, have been there before instead of the celebrating crap.
2: Yeah, no, but if, if – if, if if you take, morning,
1: uh, extremely boring game to watch. Gotcha, you, got you. I understand that, but oh, uh, but hey, but anyway, can I give you a score? Of Forty-two to seventeen. Hello, yeah. morning.
5: Yeah, Pat, he's right here. He's writing your score down, brother. Okay, go ahead.
1: What's your yards? Passing yards, 311.
2: I'm assuming you taking Texas,
1: 42? I'm uh, taking Alabama, 42 to 17. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Pat. <laughs> Thank you, Martin. Right. Hey, y'all have a you blessed have day. It. All right, bye-bye.
2: Have a good one. All right, coming back on the other side, we'll get to Allen. And anyone else that has a call, you're welcome to get in on the Alabama 1 hotline, 205-342-9904. This is the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier Tide 100.9.
0: Tide 100.9 traffic from the
1: towns of nissan traffic center we've got a wreck involving a vehicle fire on mcfarland us82 at daffron road in duncanville you can expect some delays there some congestion on mcfarland at 15th street
0: has the area's largest inventory of engine air filters in stock with the right one to fit your vehicle north ford auto supply why Go anywhere. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Warm and humid weather continues today with a mixture of clouds and sunshine, the chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and this evening. The high today, 87. Tonight's low, 68. Tomorrow, partially sunny with a chance of scattered showers, the high, 85. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
2: Scott Smith and Softmark Design, doing business for 17 plus years, specializing and graphic design services commercial printing promotional products advertising specialties and so much more basically any and everything you would need to advertise promote and grow your business through strong partnerships strong customer service and creative ideas they'll help you market and grow your business give scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at softmarkdesign.com
0: Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook.
2: Good morning. Welcome to the Martin Houston Show. Let's get things rolling again. Let's get in. Allen. Allen, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, sir? Uh, good, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I want to step away from football
4: a little bit and uh, congratulate my uh, Atlanta Braves down 10 and a half games, and they're tied, they're tied, for, number, they're tied for first place to the NFL. I mean, uh, Major League East right now. Who is that? The Atlanta Braves.
2: Oh, you're a Braves guy,
4: huh? Yes, sir.
2: So they well, called themselves back into the first place?
4: They, they, they're back in first place again. Ten and a half games down at one point of the season, and then they came back. The Mets has collapsed again.
2: <laughs> I guess it's probably a combination of both the Mets collapsing and the Braves just – they just – you know, they, they, they didn't rebuild it, but they did have to add a couple people, uh, and they seem to be – uh, on their way back, so oh, yeah. uh, on, 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 all the way back. back, I should say.
4: Right, they got they got some from young guys, real young guys, and they got Acuna back. Uh, they they pretty much locked up their whole infield. Albie's will be back in a couple next week, so they've locked up their whole infield for the next four or five years. Uh, so the Braves better stay again.
2: Yeah, and and the craziest thing they lost, you know, one of their best. And one of the crazy things, they lost one of the best players in the off season that didn't want to leave. So uh, the fact that they were able to overcome that is, is a, another big deal. So,
4: you know, uh, you know, that right there amazes me right there when you said that. Um, it came out, you know, after he left, when they played the Braves, how the agent misrepresented the whole thing. So I'm yeah, looking yeah. forward because he represents a lot of Braves players now. So I'm just wondering how that's going to go forward knowing what he did supposedly did I don't know if he did it not he said he didn't but supposedly did that that's going to affect uh, I think he represents the shortstop Dancy Swanson so and I'm just wondering how it's going to affect him because Swanson has not signed with the Braves yet but he's from Atlanta
2: so well I mean uh, he can say he didn't but you know either I mean you're calling either the player you represent uh, a liar and the guy sure seemed emotional for a guy who was telling the lie. uh, If 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 he didn't want to be in Atlanta, uh, so uh, I may be wrong with that, but man, who who knows? I
4: agree with yeah, I agree with you one hundred percent because he was awfully adamant, <laughs> and he got rid of the agent. So you know, so who yeah, you believe you know. I sort of believe Freeman on it, but anyway, that's yeah. all I wanted to say. Y'all have a good day, gentlemen. And roll all right, down.
2: thanks, thanks, Alan. Uh, down. Down. You know, in in that. You know i know this is a quick sidebar uh, guys but um you know it, it that that's kind of my concern potentially with the with the nil uh it is the whole agent world of of representation technically they're not sports agents for the nfl but they they're the So these agents are offering these different deals out there, and so you have to wonder how many guys are ending up, you know, going to end up like, you know, Freeman, uh, misrepresented or end up at a school somewhere based on something that, you know, they 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 have a preference. Because listen, let's yeah, let's let's be real. These agents probably have colleges and schools and relationships uh, that they want to build, and they might very well. You know, tell a player that that some coach offered them something that they didn't, and uh, some other coach didn't match it. So it, it could creep into the game. Thoughts?
3: Yeah, you got to be careful about it and make sure that everybody's protected, especially the players when it comes to these type of situations. Because you don't ever want a kid to lose an opportunity that it, he really wanted because of the lie of someone else.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and, and you know we'll, we'll get back to the, the on our good bad and ugly. We're gonna finish it today for sure. But ugly uh, for me, there wasn't a lot of ugly per se um, in, in, in the game. Um, so you know you kind of have to, to to search hard. Uh, Joe kind of hit one of the areas I would have hit would have been the ugly um, in terms of of the game um, and. and I, I would say that the only other thing uh, was early in the game um, when we did not do a good job with the offensive line on switching. Uh, of course, we fixed that. Some of that could have been, you know, chemistry, guys not being in there. Uh, but I, I'll ask you guys a question because this kind of popped in my head yesterday. You know how we always talk about, like, a Utah State uses looping stuff. and how how they use that to – how they use the looping, stunning, and and switching to confuse a better team, why don't good teams with a lot of talent do the same thing? If it works for the small teams to help them have a chance against a good team, why don't the good teams do the same thing with more talent?
3: Uh, That's a good question. Uh, It's definitely something that should be used more – and, you know, Todd Grantham, he has a lot of things that he does as far as blitzing, moving guys around. So maybe that's something that you see from an Alabama moving forward just based off of what his track record in a- Yeah. Uh,
2: Joe, I remember when we played – when we used to play against Vanderbilt, it was so frustrating because Vanderbilt would loop, stunt, slant – uh, blitz you know all of those all those games all those different things that you hear and it made it difficult to block because you they, they were just a moving target okay and I just always wonder why if it works for a smaller lesser team but I, I maybe it's because they you you have a chance of breaking a longer play at some point uh, because Sometimes if they catch you right, if you catch one of those looping, stunning, twisting, blitzing defenses at the right time, uh, you you know you you can gash them for a big play. But I always wonder why big teams, good teams, talented teams don't don't do the same thing. And maybe that's Grantham's mo. Maybe that's why he does that. Any comments on that, Joe? Before we get to a, a bad.
5: Well, yeah, I think that uh, you remember after the, some of the, the pass-rushing stunts that, uh, that Texas A&M showed last year in the game that Alabama really struggled with. Well, after they showed that, teams started doing that the rest of the year to Alabama. I wonder if they're going to look at the film from Utah State and say, oh, well, the run wasn't as effective when Utah State did this. So I wonder if that will be implemented this week against uh, when we play Texas.
2: Good point, Joe. They, you know, and it – Listen, we already heard. I don't know if you guys saw the the thing where Sarkisian said he knows. <laughs> he, he was talking about from the other side. He said he knows Pete Golden. He knows his tendencies, and uh, and he's going to put those plays into uh, to, to to get us uh, to go against us because he knows what bothers our defense. So we're going to come back to that conversation. I want to want to get you guys thoughts on that, but. Uh, but, yeah, Joe, that's exactly what people did to us last year. So it'll be interesting to see if they model anything or steal anything from the Utah State game. Did you guys have any bad from uh, from the game Saturday?
3: Yeah, I guess the only bad you could have is, like, the inconsistency in the run game. When you look at the overall numbers, you see the 200-plus yards. But when you look and go, okay, 63 and 58 of those came on two plays, it gives it it's a false sense of security, I guess the best way to put it is, uh, but that would be the bad. Just the inconsistency within the run
5: game. Joe, Yo, you have a bad. Uh, my bad, Martin, was the fact that we scheduled this game this in the first week, so I, I couldn't watch. I couldn't really <laughs> pay attention to Ohio State, and Notre Dame, and Utah, Florida, some of the other really good games. I had to watch this blowout.
2: Yeah, the, the bad was not just it was the first week, Joe, but it was at prime time at night. It, go ahead and get this type of game over early in the morning. This the bad is that we play Utah State at at six thirty, and we're playing Texas at eleven. Uh, so, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, like you, you just it, it, it is one
5: of those like, exactly I, right. I, I'm gonna have coffee be right and watch. Now. I'm gonna be having breakfast and watching and, and drinking coffee watching the Texas game. <laughs> so,
2: but uh, the only bad, I, I would probably go in there once again, uh, similar to what Xavier said, is, is just the, I never felt like we established the running game. Um, and one of the things I expected to see off of this team was that we would be a running team. Um, I thought that the selection of the offensive line, Dalcourt being back in, Ikior, Latham, Maulers, um, still still jury's still out on whether Randolph can be a mauler or not uh whether he's going to hold on to that spot or not and then of course you have um you know steam so left side is definitely a little more finesse in my opinion but I expected to see us run the ball with a little more authority and and move those guys off the ball a little bit so that would be my bad I didn't see that uh not that the game running game was all bad it's just It was inconsistent, as we've heard say, and I think it was inconsistent in how it was called. So I'm not sure which one to put that on. And and last but not least, before we go to break, what's your good, guys? There's several, I'm sure, several options there.
3: Bryce Young pulling the ball down and running when he has the opportunity.
5: If you go Bryce Young, I'm going Treshawn Holden.
2: And uh, when you look at uh, uh, Bryce pulling it down running, of course, you know, just another dimension uh, to the game. And then, of course, uh, as you said, Trey Holder. I would kind of probably say the wide receivers as a whole was just – it was just good to see. Because that was a question mark, right? You have five skill, new skilled people, and it was <clears throat> good to see um, – that happened. We didn't use uh, what's the name in in the passing game, really, Gibbs. So that's another weapon that we're we're, we're going to see. I thought it was good that Kilselman got a, a couple of uh, catches. Um, you know, even though they weren't early, but at least he did get a couple catches. They did target oops a couple times. Um, so that, that that that's all good. That you can see that they had that as part of the package. But to me, it may seem like a strange good. Um, But I thought Kool-Aid and and Arnold showed that they're not just in there because of uh, – at this point, Now the the talent will increase, but knowing the fact that Blake Anderson, the head coach of Utah State, thought he could take advantage of our DBs, I thought the fact that those two showed themselves to be very, very capable and the fact that you have two guys behind them that would start at most – I thought the depth at corner uh, is going to prove to potentially be a, a really, really bright spot for Alabama. And last but not least, Moody. The competition is going to improve, but to me, I thought Moody played extremely well. Um, seemed like he he knew where he, he was where he was supposed to be when he was supposed to be there. So overall, um, you know, those two things. There's a lot of good coming out of a game like this, but. If those two trends uh, move forward on the defensive side of the ball, the outside linebackers, the offensive line, the safeties were all what we expected them to be. If we get linebacker play at a high level the rest of the year and cornerback play from all four at a high level, it's going to be a really special run for Alabama. Coming back on the other side, all right, key matchups. Uh, we, we can talk about this for a couple days, but we'll start the conversation on what do you think may be some key matchups. Steve Sarkeesian making some statements about he knows uh, Alabama and what he has planned for Alabama. Good idea, bad idea. We'll talk about that and more right here on the Martin Houston Show.
0: This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. This is Timothy Bowens with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama coaching staff selected nine players of the week following a 55-0 win over Utah State, including Darian Dalcourt, TreShaun Holden, and Bryce Young on offense, Chris Braswell, Henry To'o To'o, and Dallas Turner on defense, and Kyrie Jackson, Des Moines Kennedy, and Will Reichert on special teams. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app.
2: Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at 23.99 going up to 39.99. In other words, just double the Regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Scotland Boulevard. Two large size, five honey butter biscuits, and five jalapeno peppers starting at just 20 bucks. Church's Texas Chicken. Welcome to the great state of flavor.
0: Offer valid at participating locations. Nick Saban
2: calls it the process.
0: into Tide 100.9 for more of the Martin Houston Show with Martin Houston and and O Sports Xavier Houston. Get
2: back in with the Martin Houston Show. Me to the go ahead and uh, write down this phone number to Alabama One Hotline so you can be a part of the conversation. Uh, 205-342-9904. That's the Alabama One Hotline. And Alabama One, go check them out, org, where you can find out more about the great promotions we have going on. Uh, get in that car for a lower payment with either longer terms or a lower interest rate. Either way, you'll get more cash for your car, more buck for your truck. That's- or you can always come by the branch location. Alright, let's get to uh, <laughs> the conversation. Um, we know that um, um, the Situation with uh, Alabama uh, taking on Texas, former head coach Nick Saban making a statement that, hey, listen, this is a bunch of people out there know what we do, but you have to stop us. You have to stop us. It doesn't really matter. You still have to stop us. And so with uh, Sarkeesian's statement, did you all see that statement where he made the statement about he knows what's going on uh, and he knows Pete Golding? and he's going to take advantage of it. Did you get to see that act? Yeah,
3: I did. Uh, It's funny because the way Coach Saban came back and was like, yeah, there's a bunch of people that know what we do, but we know them too. So, I mean, at this point, with as many people as Coach Saban has had up under him that are head coaches now that were coordinators, As much as they know about Alabama, Alabama still knows about what they like to do and what they like to run as well.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I don't... You guys, uh, I go to the game, but uh, the coach for Utah State made the statement. He said, Alabama's defense... I mean, offense, this is their defense coordinator. He said, their offense is easy to prepare for. He said, it's easy to prepare for. He said, they only run about 10 plays. He said, but preparation... Is different than stopping them," <laughs> he said. He said they're easy to prepare for. He said you just can't stop them. Uh, he said because they run ten plays and they run them extremely well, and they don't have uh, you don't have uh, as much to prepare for, but you still have to stop them. And that's the point that 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 I like 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 to to hone in on. Sarkeesian is saying he knows what um, trips up Alabama's defense and their tendencies. Well, that's true, right? He, he probably has seen the tendencies. So the fact that he would come out and say, oh, I'm going to prepare uh, to go against their tendencies, is that a ploy to get Alabama to try to prepare something different? and then him come out and do what he normally does? Because if that was his game plan, would it make any sense to make that statement, guys? X?
3: I mean, it could be a ploy. It could be whatever you want to call it. I don't think it's going to matter. I think Alabama's going to do what they do. They show up, they play their brand of football, and your job is to be better than that, which most teams can't seem to do on a regular
2: basis. Joe, any comments on that? Is it a ploy, or is he really planning on changing his 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 plays to fit oh, to go specifically against Alabama?
5: No, I I think it's probably just a ploy uh, for sure because you don't want to change what you do, especially in like in just a short amount of time. I mean, I guess they could have uh, been saving a lot of things from the ULM game and just prepared all summer, but I don't know. I think that. Uh, I think that's probably bad strategy. I think you need to uh, do what you do th- the best. Yeah, in, in the business world, there's
2: something called a SWOT analysis. Uh, and it's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and sh- threats. And one of the most important things you always need to learn to do is compete from your strengths. Uh, now, you do put in a, a play here or there uh, to take advantage of another team's weakness. But a tendency isn't necessarily a weakness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so you have to figure out is that an opportunity uh, or, or not? Because just because somebody does something a lot doesn't mean that it, it's a weakness. And any good team, one of the things we know about Saban is he's known always to be a self-scouter. Uh, so chances are he knows what his tendencies are as well. And uh, if you know your own tendencies, you know where your weaknesses are. Uh, And then you try to make sure that your strengths compensate for it. So it'll be interesting to see, but I'm like you, Joe. I don't think that you come in here with the idea that you're going to attack Alabama from a standpoint of – finding and exploiting uh this 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 whole big group of plays is that's going to work and then if you I'll, i'll tell you one of the best examples of where this doesn't work is we were going we spent uh all spring all summer learning uh, the option offense, and we were going to surprise Florida with it. So we didn't run it in week one against Vanderbilt. And the next week we pulled it out against Florida. Uh, and we had six fumbles in the first half, I think it was. So, um, yeah, yeah. That, that, you, you, that's not the way to go uh, if it's not your normal tendency or strength. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, guys, we'll, we'll – we'll, talk more about this conversation. But before we get get to uh, Scotty Holland, I wanted to know what you guys thought about the playoff expansion, and we'll circle back on the last two days to get more specific on Texas.
3: Uh, I think w- what we saw on Saturday with Georgia, Oregon, is why it's a bad idea. Unless you're getting a Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, you know, Clemson potentially, one of those teams that has a rough season, loses a game in his regular season then loses a conference championship. That's the only way you're going to see these back-end teams win.
2: But then again, somebody may say that uh, it's a good idea because of what happened with Florida and um, um, Utah or Ohio State and Notre Dame. But nobody expects
3: Expects Utah to play for or win the national championship?
2: Oh, I'm talking about. Well, I mean that. They, 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 <laughs> but that's the whole concept of uh, uh, why you play it on the field. No one expected Florida to beat Utah, though, but they did. And Florida would even rank.
3: That's true. I just, I, I. It, it's, it's good football. It's good to get extra games as college football fans. I just don't see it being any needle moving on who's winning the championships.
2: Well, I mean, it's an extra game. So, um, you know, uh, the the Georgia-Alabama game would have happened the week before the championship game. So, um, I, I don't know. I, Joe, what's your thoughts?
5: Uh, I think Xavier and I have similar thoughts in a lot of ways, but I I guess uh, a positive perspective. I think it will be very cool to see first-round games uh, on on home campuses. I think that will uh, really, really enhance the atmosphere and add an extra layer to those playoff games. Yeah,
2: I, I think that that part's good. I also think that from this angle, it doesn't require Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, them to be perfect. Um, moving forward, right?
3: <laughs> but wasn't that part of what made college football more intense, more fun, like you had to be perfect or almost perfect?
2: You said do you think that's what made it intense? I, in, in every other sport, you you could drop a
3: game or two. You could slip up, and then because there were six teams, ten teams, eight teams available for the playoffs, you know, you you could have that team that was bad during the regular season getting an opportunity, but in college football, it's always been you had to go for perfection.
2: And I don't think that – but that, is that realistic? Is that – I mean, I, I having played the game, I would love in my junior year – When we were 11-1, and I would have loved to have the opportunity to play Florida again because I think we were the better team by the end of the year. Not the second game of the year, but the end of the year, I think we were. And to not have that opportunity just because the team beat you once in the season, I think that's the whole point of playing it on the field. Uh, And so, uh, to me, I think it, it creates more opportunity for more champions, now, will we see that initially? I don't think so. I think this is a long-haul thing. I think you're going to see uh, teams, I think, with the, with the transfer portal and all these other things, I think you're going to see more teams. I don't think you're going to get to a point where the, the 12th team is necessarily making a run, but I think there will be a time when there may uh, there may be one of those times when one of those bottom teams is good enough to knock off. Remember, the first round, they're playing five, six, and seven. It's playing eight, nine, ten, whatever the numbers is, how it works out. They're playing, playing the bottom four, and it's not the first round uh, of Alabama versus, you know, Oregon or Georgia versus Oregon. So I think it adds some good football, um, But and, and I don't have time to get into this. My problem with it is it's just another money grab, and no one's considering the players. If you win a championship and you happen to be one of those other teams, man, you're looking at a 17-game season. Um, They are going to have to make one more change. They're going to have to pay these players that make it to the playoffs. Um, If four games is a half-billion dollars, you're probably looking at a billion billion, uh, two to a billion and a half-dollar scenario for college football playoffs when they go to 12 games, Um, maybe even more. Uh, when you add that in, so. Yeah, I
3: mean, it it makes sense. Uh, But, like you said, they're going to have to do something. You're going to have to do something. Because now they're playing an NFL season. Correct, yep. So, you're going to have to do something for those kids. Because they're going to go to school, take tests, all these things, and now they don't get really any breakthrough christmas to recover to prep and all those things yeah
2: yep so we'll we'll, we'll pick that conversation back up i think it's a worthwhile conversation to have Uh, we can get uh thoughts from you as the callers viewers chatters but we'll this time we'll get the break here we'll have scotty Holland, executive director of blueprint ministries presented by empowerment ministries up next
0: tide 100.9 traffic from the
1: Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a wreck involved in a vehicle fire on McFarland US 82 at Daffron Road in Duncanville. You can expect some delays there. Some congestion on McFarland at 15th Street. If you see other conditions this morning that folks need to hear about, just give me a call. Get a deal of the Lifetime now at Townsend Nissan, the home of the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. I'm Captain Ray.
5: Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good
1: Wednesday morning. The Tuscaloosa City School Board is continuing to hammer out the new budget for the coming fiscal year. The $150 million proposed budget underwent a first reading at last night's meeting. It includes the salary schedule, and that includes pay raises for teachers, employees, and a five-year capital plan. Click TuscaloosaThread.com
2: for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's absolutely free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom-sized stone or, Or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa custom carving can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote and if you tell them that Martin
0: Houston with the Martin Houston show told you this to see how your business stands up to the competition and if you're one of the first to sign up you'll get $500 in free advertising on this radio station that's mylocalcustomers.com
2: hello this is Martin Houston with Awakening the team and I would like to invite you to this monthly community wide praise and worship service featuring intimate worship and powerful preaching of God's word please join us at the link that's 610 watermelon Road Northport, Alabama, or watch online at Empowerment Ministries on Facebook. That's Awakening, powered by Empowerment Ministries. The third Thursday every month at 6:30 p.m. Please
0: pray for us and join us if you can. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama Sports. Your show, your team on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide
2: 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. It's now time for our weekly catch up with Executive Director of Blueprint Ministries Scotty Hollins And uh, Scotty is here to encourage us to incorporate our faith into the boardroom, the classroom, or our chosen field of play. Here's Scotty Hollins with the Christian Moment of the Week, powered by Empowerment Ministries. Thank you, Martin. I really
6: appreciate that. I am doing well. How are you? Doing well. Great, great. Well, listen, I'm looking forward to starting a new series, this morning, uh, and, uh, and we're going to call this one the power to persevere. Okay. And as we think about just kind of think about being again, I have to, uh, start with your words, you know, the importance of us representing, um, and, 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 and being ambassadors of our faith in, in the classroom, in the, um, boardroom, in our chosen field of play. If we're going to do that, then we have to persevere through some things. And we, and there's going to be some times <laughs> where, where things get difficult. And where um where we want to give up. Let's be honest, right? And so right. um I, I know that uh the way we respond to those situations is a huge testimony. And so I, I want us to to kind of look over the next several weeks as we think about um what does it look like to persevere. I, I, I like to learn, Martin, from 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 seeing other people do things or do them right, do them wrong. Um <clears throat> I like to learn that I'm a visual learner um and so uh and so uh, as we think about how do we learn how to persevere i want to take us uh through a passage that we've gone through it, it's been a long time no more. it's been about a year or two since we've gone through it. so i said let's go back through that one again um this is um, hebrews tw- uh chapter 12 verse 2 and here's the passage um and, and this is a group of believers who had you know started going through the motions and so what i'll do today is i'll just introduce the passage and next week we'll look at, we have about three three parts of this passage that we'll look at in verse 1, and then we'll look at a few other parts in in um, in verse 2, so probably five or six weeks on, on this series. But here's the passage. Again, let, let me just tell you who he's, he's talking to. He's talking to a group of believers who had kind of started going through the motions, Martin. You ever started going through the motions on the field, Martin?
2: Um, every every once in a while, it was, name, it was it was possible for it to happen. <laughs>
6: <laughs> He's like, "Hey, man, hey, tailback. I know I'm a fullback, but uh, you you on your own this side. <laughs> hey, you I, I, you miss your block. I mean, maybe maybe not miss it, but you're just, you just you're going through the motions. You're tired. You for whatever reason, you need some power to persevere. And 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 um, if you're gonna finish that practice, which I guess, you know, when you think about those difficult times, those are the times when you're becoming your best. That's what the, the Those are the times you're becoming a champion because everybody hits those moments of, I, I, I'm, I don't think I can go any further, but then it's those who press through. It's those who push through. And so this is a group of believers who is being challenged and encouraged to push through. I know you're going through the motions. I know you're tired. I know you're kind of lethargic, but, but don't give up. Here's the passage, and then I think my time will be up. So this is the passage to say, just to encourage you guys to come back next week to, to hear kind of how we um, exposit this passage and, and, and walk through this passage. Here, here it is. Uh, the, the, he says, therefore, this is the challenge. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, he says, let us lay aside every way that a sandwich so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that he set before us. I'm going to say it again. He says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, he says, let us lay aside every weight, hmm, every weight, and the sin which so easily entangles us. He says, and finally, he says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So, so what we'll look at next week is kind of, what, what, what is that therefore, therefore? <laughs> That's one of the first things you learn when you start learning how to study the Bible is, hey, if you see a therefore, you got to ask the question, what is it there for? And so we'll, we'll look at what therefore points us to, and that sets up. Um, the first part of this passage, really the whole thing, and we'll look at how the author of Hebrews was encouraging this group of believers to persevere, to not give up, to keep fighting, to keep moving forward, to, to be strong and courageous, and to continue to, um, you know, attack each day um, for the glory of God. So uh, that's what we'll be looking at. Over the next several weeks is the power to persevere and the impact that it can have, not only on, on your life, but on the lives of those around us. Because a lot of times, Martin, those around us um, feel the same way. They, they want to give up, too. But when they see a person who has the power to persevere, then that life speaks loudly and clearly. Somebody once said, people will rather see a sermon and hear one any day. And when you have the power to persevere, your life is preaching a sermon.
2: Yeah, that, 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 that's so good. And, you know, it's funny uh, there's so many life analyses in the scriptures that we will we'll glean to, but we don't understand that they're biblically based. <laughs> I, I think mm. about even just playing football here at Alabama. By the time I got here, you know what they used to tell me? Man, hey, you coming what? to wear that crimson jersey. There's been a lot of tradition or a lot of clouds of witnesses that have gone mm. before you and taught you how to play this game. Saving calls it the Bama standard, whatever you want to call mm. it, and, yeah. and all of that. And so, so these things that we're talking. Hello. But they're scripture based and they're Bible based. But the reality of it is, they can help you in your day to day walk spiritually and Absolutely. physically, and as we say, in your chosen field of play. So it don't have to be sports Absolutely. related. It's every yeah. step of your life, uh, church, work and play. So uh, Scotty, tell them where they can find you, sir.
6: Absolutely. You can go to
2: www.blueprint.com. you can send me
6: a message there, it comes straight to my email.
2: All right. That's Scotty Holland, Executive Director of Blueprint Ministries, presented and empowered by Empowerment Ministries. He'll be back with us next Wednesday to encourage us how to persevere and run the race marked out for us. Thanks to all the callers, listeners, viewers, and chatters for being a part of the Martin Houston show. Glad to have you. We'll be back here tomorrow, same time. Remember this, trust in the Lord always. Then not you don't understand. All you always acknowledge him. And he will direct the past. Road tide out there, everybody.